Hello, and welcome to Positively Entertaining Conversations, the show to listen to for things you don't know but should. I'm your host, Guru Brando. At Sacred Grows Transformational Pathways, you'll learn guidance and inspiration with personal growth empowerment. Life throws many surprises at us, and while we cannot predict the outcome of any situation, we can control how we respond to certain ones. With coaching sessions here, you'll learn about acceptance and how to exert your power of choice over whatever life may throw at you. Good evening, fellow viewers. The soda is cold. The popcorn is hot. Discussions are real. The laughter is for healing. Are you ready to see the sexiest man alive? The bearded charmer. It is time to watch the one, the only... The Guru Brando and Joe. Joe. Today I'm working with notes, and that's because some time has elapsed. Um, your wife had a medical issue. Yes, she did. It was very scary. I'm not going to go into detail. I don't know if she wants us to. Does she? No. I think okay. we'll keep. Yeah, it was a. It was pretty. Scary. Scary medical condition, and we thought we heard some wrong information, and we thought the worst, but thank by the higher power, it was the incorrect information, and we hopefully got it fixed, and now she can go back on. We were all super worried, and um, primarily because that's human nature. The first thing we do is obsess about the things that could go bad. Right. I mean, you know, especially when you're told by a professional the wrong yeah, information. Yeah, you have to trust the source, right? Right. And well, it's that was the wrong source to trust. <laughs> it's awful, and you know we talk about the kids a lot. And this last podcast was about the kids. And one thing, one issue that kids have is that if they're not exposed to diversity and change, they are not very tolerant to it as they age. Right. Because they have that belief that they don't have to be tolerant to it. Right. And I tell you what, though, with Emily, as an autistic Asperger child, man, she really kept it together. And um, she was really calm and cool about it. She kind of understood what was going on. And our, our concern, that's where it was. You know, I mean, we were concerned about Karen herself, you know, but we were in a broader scope concerned about of course you but Emily and Olivia and Emily having some special needs and I can identify that you know with Quentin having um, sensory issues is what his is so to be overwhelmed with some emotion of any kind is going to affect really all of his senses so he may not eat and stuff like that. Was Emily stressing like that? Was she not eating? Not really, because with her emotional sport animal, Truffle. Oh, yeah, Truffle. Truffle almost kept by her side all day long. That's amazing. Yep. Then and on Truffle's the so soft. Last day that Karen was coming home, Emily went and cleaned the whole house. What? Yep. I mean, she did it just 
She just to did it to keep her, her mind going, you know, not to think about it. So that was just her own decision. To yep, just... she just did it on her own, and we came home, and it was like, Aww. holy crap. So, so yeah, I cleaned the kitchen, I wiped the floors, I cleaned the floors, I cleaned the bathroom, I cleaned your room, I vacuumed the floors. Wow. Yeah, everything I'm, was done. I bet you don't worry as much about her now um, as you used to, do you, about her being out on her own? Um, not as much, but, you know, it, that's all improving, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, of course it is. Yeah. And it improves with exposure. Right. You were exposed to something. You were exposed to the fear of the unknown, A, and you were exposed to the fear of losing <coughs> Karen, right. you know, to illness. And so here you had two really big fears, but the biggest one of all was the fear of change. Right. Shit was all in in chaos right oh, and even after the fact you still got stuff in in the mail about insurance that right. added fuel to the fire right right um how did you get through it all like what were you telling yourself each little stupid thing probably honestly it's probably what kind of what being the stuff me and you talk about you know sweet just try and keep a clear mind and keep your mind on the positive things and deal, take each step one at a time Holy yep. cow, that's hard though sometimes oh, to keep your mind on positive. Yep, it was very hard to stay positive because of, of her previous medical conditions. Yeah, and, and, because you know. experience, experience yeah. told you it should be scary. Yeah, you know, the first time wasn't as bad, but you know, but then we heard from the professional people, you know, like, oh crap, here we go again, and now we got a major issue. This is exactly what he said, you know. And you know, I want you to realize that a lot of people, when they um, are advocating for their own health, they're doing it not because they distrust necessarily other people. It's just they trust themselves more. Right. Right? So they're saying, you know what? I know that like a lot of women would go to their doctors and say, you know, I'm feeling kind of funny. I think I may be pregnant. And then they would give them a test and yes, they'd be pregnant. So women know because they're sensitive to their own bodies, a lot of them, right? Yeah. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Okay, so if you can say that that's a case for, you know, women, wouldn't it stand to reason that if there was something going on with you that was different than normal, and you spoke to a professional and they told you, no, that's not really going on, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, that's my reality. Yours might be in books, but I'm telling you, it hurts when I step on my left foot. Yeah. You know? And I had that same experience when I finally, when I had back problems and going to the doctor and all that stuff, went all to the specialist, and you get the specialist diagnoses and all that. Then you go back to your regular doctor, and, you know, he looks at the MRIs and all this other crap. You know, well, I just don't see it. I just think that you're faking. <laughs> now, said, is that just what you think in your mind? Do you think that they believe that you're faking it when they say there's nothing wrong? No, because I knew I had something wrong. But did they say, I mean, did they actually say to you those words? Yes. Or did you, okay. Is that Kristen? No. Okay. I was like, that fool coming for you. No. Okay. Spam call. Oh, I love those. Those yeah. are my favorite calls in the whole wide world. Well, yeah, we should have put them on podcast. 
<laughs> Maybe next time. Hess's Slaughterhouse, you stab him, we slap him. Slap him. <laughs> Joe, um, have your kids had to deal with, I know that Emily's had to deal with kind of the discrimination of her disability or her ability. What do y'all call it? What do you say to her? Do y'all say, you know, that she's ill-equipped in certain areas? Do you say that she has, you know, issues? How do you even phrase it in your household? We mostly just tell her that, you know, it's kind of like a learning disability. Okay, and so it, the word disability is okay to you. Oh, yeah. Some people it's very triggering because they feel like they're not disabled, but they're differently abled. Right. And um, I think that Quentin feels that way. I sort of feel that way, but I know that he has challenges within his, his abilities. And right. to me, having a challenge within your ability means that you're at a disadvantage. Yep. So that would be disability. That's why yeah. I think that. Yeah. And Emily doesn't have a problem with it, you know, because even when she goes and talks to people or, you know, other doctors and stuff like that, and... Um, it's like a person would come up to her and ask her, well, it don't look like you have a disability. Right, yeah, that's what they say to Quentin, But too. then Emily comes back and says, well, all disabilities are not on the outside. Right. Some of them are also on the inside. Yeah, I was disabled for a lot of years. And, you know, my mental disability became my physical disability. I was, because that's I what was happened. disabled when I got when I got hatched. Yeah, yeah, you were. They were like, ooh, probably should have. Hell, they try to push something. me back in. I just shot out like a rocket. Oh, they <laughs> rocket man. There you go. Um, there is a quote that I really like. It's, strength lies in differences, not in similarities. Do you think that that's a belief that you share? In English means what? Strength lies in differences. <laughs> not in similarities it means if you ever want to be strong as a unit you have to balance each other you can't be the same because if you were the same you wouldn't learn anything new from each other you would not have challenge right so that means you have to have challenge in order to grow and in order to be happy you have to be able to grow right because people that are stuck aren't happy right this is like marriage you have to work together yes teamwork so you have to balance each other right. so without shit like this happening without Karen getting sick you would not probably appreciate wellness like health right you right. wouldn't be like oh it's good to be healthy if you had never seen what it was like to be ill because trust and believe when I have the cold or the cold the flu or a cold I uh, think that I'm dying and so, like that's it my life is over and whenever I'm well, I'm like, oh my God, I forgot how wonderful it was to be well. Yep. It makes me appreciate my health and next time be a little more cautious hanging out with people that have the flu or cold. Right. What are y'all going to change? Anything? Have y'all talked about that? Changing like what? I mean. Well, like it actually really scared me to the point where I'm looking at how much longer am I going to use nicotine because I know nicotine and whether it's a patch or whether it's what it's not vaping that's doing it but nicotine I know can cause stroke right I, I it's okay after, if there's nothing you're changing there's not no really I mean, but, I mean it kind of woke Karen up a little bit you know she's where I mean she's kind of cutting back on 
or drinking sodas and watching what she's eating and she's so got, she's just going to modify her habits a little bit that's what it's she's about got, she's got to modify her habits and she's trying to modify my habits well, I know that you will because you love her, so you yep. can talk all the shit you want. No, I'll, I'm glad to do it. I actually, myself, have gotten back. Yeah, and, you know, I need to, too. I think, you know, as a support team, she can't go wrong. Well, you can't go to the doctor because they're not going to diagnose her, right? <sighs> yeah, that circles back to that trust thing. So how do you find a doctor or a professional in anything that you trust? You can't. I, to me, you can't. Oh, you said it. What? You said I can't. I can't. You can't find someone that you trust. That's what that's about. The doctors, yes. Who a, else? You trust me. I'm a professional. Right. <laughs> semi, I'm semi-pro. I said doctor. I know. But I mean just in general. Well, I trust you. Because if I didn't trust you, I wouldn't be sitting here. I know. I it's spilling, still weird sometimes. I still wouldn't be spilling my guts to you. It's still weird that you hang out with me. I mean, I because apparently you're a very bougie, snobby person. Yep. You have all these things like white tennis shoes. <laughs> I mean, who the hell our age even has white tennis shoes? <laughs> I mean, come on. But whatever. You're trendy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, seriously, Joe. You're a cool kind of guy, and here I am just like starting the man world i'm only six years old six years old in the man world <laughs> it's weird to me that well maybe you'll pick up some of my good habits i don't know what those are let's know, discuss those and, what the hell good habits do you have i don't have any well you know i'm um, loyal that's about it <laughs> i know that you have a lot of fears so if you have fears i know that you've got to have good shit too so what what stuff excites you, Joe? Guru Brando. I know I do. And your kids. My kids. And animals. You like animals, don't you? Oh, All yeah. kinds. Oh, I always have animals. Dogs. Which, dogs. Yeah. Dogs are my favorite. But you also have dumb cats. Yeah. I always did. Well, we lived at 13th Street. I had, what, four pythons? <sighs> okay. So I have nothing against snakes at all. I had a pet rattlesnake whenever I was a kid. Okay, that's going a little bit too far. Okay, well, he was in an enclosure. His name was Sneaky Snake. He, um, we did not milk him, so he had all his venom. But we had him in a plexiglass cage that Dad built. And my niece, Christian has like a billion snakes at all times and weird other weird animals because she was a vet tech and now she's a midwife and so she <clears throat> i'm just thinking about the little mice the little mice that she feeds them oh yeah that's kind of cool the little pinkies yeah. yeah no it's throw it in there man watch them kind of neat how they you know to see them in action how they actually do it you know that's not what bothers me mice bother me oh i can't deal with the little mice <laughs> and you it. can't deal with mice you can't deal I with can bats deal with you can't snakes. deal with snakes look i can deal, deal with, with the actual snake i can't deal with the food you ain't gonna do you, ain't, you won't be good then going to the zoo oh yeah i don't really care for the zoo at all yeah. i'm not a big zoo person even though i was wearing my zoo hat the other day that pretty blue one i had it's more about the color. See, we could have took a trip to St. Louis Zoo. We haven't. Well, we have to take a trip together. 
to do something. Right. We got to talk about that idea that I've had about the GoPro. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Did you ever look at them dang prices on them GoPros? We're worth it. We're <sighs> worth it. I wish. You know, you just bought. You Tell me what you just got. You just got some gaming chairs. Right. Those things are badass. Talk about those. Uh, well, we got uh, the home theater. We just moved into the house. We got the home theater room set up. And we got a big basement, so I decided to put a gaming corner together. And that's where all my Mario stuff is, the PlayStation, the Nintendo Switch. So we had to have something to sit in, so then we found two nice gaming chairs to put in there. Yeah, badass gaming chairs. Yeah. What all does it do? Does it have speakers in it? No. No. It just, it's just, just like a recliner, but, but it's it looks lot, cool. Yeah, it's smaller, you know, and it kind of fits you like a... It's leather, isn't it? Is yeah, it it's like imitation vinyl? level. Yeah, Le the yeah because I was going to grab at you if it was real leather. No, I, can, okay. I ain't that rich. <laughs> I like the imitation. Or that heartless. It's about being heartless. <laughs> You're not that heartless. Yeah. However, the first winter we were here, I sure did love my leather jacket. <laughs> Coming from Texas to here, I was going to die. I was so cold. I'm still cold a lot. I'll have to see if I get a picture of it, and then maybe Guru will put it on the podcast. Oh, I will. Yeah, because um, they're super cool. And you also got a really cool Mario, like a one that stands, what, this tall? Yeah, that one Emily bought me. Yeah, and tell, tell them what she said whenever um, she got it for you. We were... They were going out during their girls shopping, and I gave them some extra money and stuff to see if they find any of the little toy Matchbox cars and stuff of Mario and stuff like that. Because you're obnoxious about Mario. What's that? Because you're obnoxious about Mario. Oh, I ain't that bad. So then, you know, then they found a couple Denial. of them, and and uh, she uh, seen that. Mario sitting there, and I said, well, I've seen that before, you know, I said, I just didn't buy it or something like that. So me and Karen are out doing our shopping, and we come home, and she had all the four cars that I wanted, and she had the Mario sitting on the counter for me, and she bought it for me. She's such an amazing person. Yep. And she got it because she knew you would like some cheering up, I think. Yep. Kids are great for that, aren't they? Yes, they are. Now, if we go on that theme of diversity, I feel like my kids who have been exposed to diverse situations are prepared for more kind of crisis situations. Like, we've moved a whole lot. You know, this is house 30 for me. House 30? Yeah, house number 30. Oh, wow. This is the longest we've lived anywhere. We, are, we have lived here now four years. Damn, it's been that long. <laughs> no, right? No, seriously, I... Yeah. You know, because I, I met you from... It feels from, like last year, doesn't it? Yeah. I, you know, I met you from my old neighbor. You know, damn, I don't think it was that long. I know. I don't even know how long he's been gone. He just abandoned us. We would have him on here if he came to town. Oh, yeah. That would be that, fun. So, Scott... That would be podcast, podcast history. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Who knows what we would have. Oh, he could bring a leaf blower and some spray paint, and we could do some shit with that. Oh, there you go. Oh, I have a leaf blower. What am I saying? Yeah. We could bring an extra one. I and then we could, then we, all, we could. We all can get blowed. <laughs> and we could, Dad has some extra um, chair bases we could set on them and blow ourselves around town. 
We could make ourselves rockets. Oh, there we go. See? I'm game for that. That would be cool. Speaking of, my dad is right now getting a flamethrower. Talk about diversity. Or we're going to have some fun with that. We if shit air catches on fire, fire, we are not responsible. Uh, I can't give that disclaimer. Okay. I'll make you responsible. <laughs> oh, You're responsible. <laughs> Joe's responsible for it because he is a friend and he let it happen. No. That's what I want to talk about now. You're a friend and you let it happen. I wouldn't let that happen to you. Okay, so what does that mean when you're a friend of someone and you let them do something you know is unhealthy? What does that make you? Does that make you equally unhealthy if you let them get away with it? Are you responsible for their sins? It just, uh, I, to me, it depends on the situation. Give me a scenario. Well, if you're doing something that's going to be causing harm. Like vaping? Like vaping. Okay. Don't vape. Don't vape. I mean, if it's causing harm to something, well, maybe, but if it's just Well, practical. an unhealthy habit's causing harm to you. It's practical fun. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. I mean, you ultimately get to make the choice, and I'm not going to nag you just like you're not going to nag me about vaping, right? But that's why we're not nagging each other, because we both accept it. I just ignore it. So we're friends with unhealthy habits that we accept. Yep. Is that good or bad? <laughs> Should one of us be a bigger person? No. You don't we're, think all, so? we're, we're all the, we're all our, we're all different. I mean, so, so would it be okay then if you got sick, and I looked at you and I said, Joe, damn it, I told you you needed to quit smoking. Would it be okay for me to look at you and be angry that you didn't quit smoking? Yeah, because I didn't listen to you. But that's only if I told you, right? Right. Ah, that's the point. Right, there you go. So if, Let's get to the point. <laughs> besides the one on top of my head. Gee, my nelly. So, But you get what I mean. If I, as a friend, don't look at you and go, I don't want you to. Because, see, then it's not about you. Then it's about me. Right. And then you have to go, oh, do I care enough about that person? Right now, I know you don't. Just like I don't care enough about you either. <laughs> I want my nicotine still, and it's a problem. So I am going to try to slow my roll a little bit, maybe decrease the nicotine until I quit. That's what I'm going to do. That lamp don't look healthy. Oh, no, it doesn't. That, that looks kind of pornographic. <laughs> it looks like big old sperm balls. Oh, God. <laughs> that, now I'm going to have to turn it off. Well, that's, what I, want you to, that's it. what I want you to do. It makes me see? think of okay, makes me up. think of pee. Always think about pee when I see that, and then I think about all the pee bottles I've had to clean off the side of the road when I had community service. Did you ever have community service, Joe? No. Never. No. You always just got fined and jailed. Yep. <laughs> Way had, to go, Joe! <laughs> I had good attorneys. Hey, at least we know you do it proper like. Me, I I actually volunteered for community service, so I was one of those weirdos. Yeah, you, you must have been something. Uh, I don't do nothing for free. But oh yes, you do. I know I do. Uh, you do everything for free, and yeah. that's part of the problem, isn't it, Joe? Yeah, I'm I'm amazed by your lamp. Both live in Highland, which is the least diverse town in the area, is it not? Yep. Okay, so our days are spent with sort of 
mind-numbing tasks and extreme hobbies. Extreme hobbies. <laughs> well, my extreme hobby is talking to people all day long. If you think about it, that's an extreme hobby. So I got another hobby. I got to talk to you, so that's another hobby. So I got Guru Brando, I got my Nintendo, I got my Switch, I got my Rockets, I got Memorial Room, I got my movie theater. Construction, landscaping, what else? Okay, I'm done. Stick a fork in you? Yep. Ooh, let's talk about the landscaping thing. I'm done. <laughs> the landscaping thing, you had a business for 14 years? Yes, I did. What was it? What was it called? It was called Daddy Joe's Lawn Service. Daddy Joe's? Lawn Service. Da you were Daddy Joe? I was Daddy Joe. Then how I got the business name was that when Emily was little, me and Karen were sitting at the table, and um, I said Joe, and uh, Emily comes back and says, hey, Daddy. And I was like, well, I'll be damned. There we go. Daddy Joe. Daddy Joe's Lawn Service. See, yep. just like that. Yep. It's yep. a good thing she didn't call you an asshole. Yeah, an asshole. Well, she didn't speak the truth then. <laughs> Asshole Joe's Lawn Service. Yep, lawn and Landscaping. Hey, at least it'd be listed higher in the phone book. Oh, crap. Did, is there phone books anymore? Nope. Nope. I'm trying to think when the last one I got was. I'll have to take... I still got my big... Uh, what is it? 4 by 8 sign. I kept that. My business sign. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I want a picture of that. Yep. So is what he, all did you do? Uh, we did lawn mowing. We did uh, spring, spring, summer and spring cleanup. We did lawn mowing. We did fall cleanup. We did. So uh, maybe some listeners or viewers right now have had you take care of their lawns if they're in Highland. If they're in Highland, oh, I imagine. So, we, <clears throat> what we year? Shrub trimming. You know, we did almost everything. What years? Oh boy! <laughs> Making me think. 2000 maybe to 2014 I believe that's interesting that you quit doing that the same time that Beth got out of the military and mm -hmm. we started to transition into civilian life yeah I you did. started transitioning into civilian life too from owning your own business yeah so yeah. you became a house husband right uh, <clears throat> yes and well actually me and Karen's business too Karen came and helped Okay, but after the business stopped, she went to work, right. and you stayed at home, right? Right. So yeah. you became the house husband. Yes. That's what I was. Yeah, because of my health issue. Oh, you got tons of health issues, oh, yeah. brother. Tons. Yeah. But it was the same way for me. I was a house husband. First, I was a housewife, you know, mm -hmm. and stayed with the kids. But then I became a house husband because transitioning wasn't possible in Texas and have a job. And so in neither North Carolina either. And that's where I started. Yeah, we worked up from sun up to sundown. And you worked seven days a week, six days a week? Uh yeah, five five days a week, Monday through Friday. So unless it, Mother Nature prevailed, then it was seven days. So how did you stop doing that and be at home? Is that when you started doing all your hobbies? No, that's when I got my back injury. Oh, okay, so talk about that. Um, after all the years of doing all this and sitting on that tractor 8, 16 hours a day from all that bouncing around, I got a bulging disc in my lower back and spinal stenosis. 
So if I um, kicked you, I would look like the big man. Oh, you like would, I once I get you. up, if we game on. <laughs> Dude, all you can see is elbows and assholes. I'd be running. That's it. Yep. Well, then you actually kicked my ass twice because a man and a woman just whooped my ass. I got a... It would, it would happen. Yep. I just got punched and bitch slapped at the same time. You, um, <laughs> how, how did you come to terms with no longer working and being at home? Oh, it did sucked. It, yeah. It sucked. It did for Beth, too, like, to transition from military to civilian, but also and, to not be working. And the only really thing why it sucked was it was because of the money. Yeah. You know, it was good money. You know, we just just in the lawn cutting, you know, Monday through Friday, we cut like 50 to 60 yards a week, me and Karen. That's a lot. So y'all were really busy and you did have the finances. Well, what was that again? I'm sorry. I said y'all were really busy and you had the finances. Yep. So transitioning to not having that income, how hard was that? Well, it wasn't too bad, you know. I mean, we we didn't spend as much money as we do now. So you were able to keep control of your budget. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a farmer, you know. A farmer works during the summertime. He saves his yep. money to pay his bills during the wintertime. Yeah, you know? that was life. Yep. So what else did you have to wrap your mind around? Just not being with Karen. Not you working. Know? Not working all the time. Yeah, but, you know, not having that person with you all the time either. You're at home alone. Right. So, well, you have Emily and Olivia, but, you know, whenever they have their own things, it's you and your rockets and your movies and your video games, right? And my dogs and my cats. And your dogs and your cats. Well, I didn't, have, cats no cat. don't I didn't have no cats at that time. Good, they don't count anyway. Cats don't count for nothing. Olivia's got, you're going to get Olivia now. Sorry, Olivia. Olivia. Mad at you. I can I can like you, Olivia, but I cannot like cats. Our cat right now is on a bender pissing in the kitchen. No reason at all. Just decided to start doing that, so that's not okay. So Kitty's going to go to the vet, and if there's something medically wrong, it's excused. If not, it's going to be some justice happening. Litter box cleaned out and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. All that has, I mean, nothing has Nothing else Right, so that's why I think it's medical. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. And, you know, it could be diabetes because she's fat. Our cat is so fat, and she only eats cat food. Like, she doesn't... Well, what else she's got to eat? Bats. Oh, well, there. That would be a plus well, for you. Well, she was for a while. She was, like, killing the bats and the rats and all that stuff, but then we closed the cavern off so she couldn't go down there. And and so, well, because you don't know what she's eating. You said they were rabid. Right, so now, now I probably got a rabid cat in your house. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Don't play because that was my first thought. <laughs> that was my first thought. I was like, "Oh Lord, she's pissing because she's rabid." Well, you got to go grab your cat and see if you see two little bite marks. Mm -mm. Don't play. I don't even talk to that cat. Cats are creepy. I don't like them. Um, the Sorry, Olivia. I won't be friends with Guru no more. <laughs> see, it, and I'm not being very diverse, am I? But I have been around. Uh, every animal that I can think of. You would you know? like Bootsy and Misty. They're very calm, cool. I like cats enough to tolerate them. But I, we raised Persians whenever I was growing up. And Persians are horrible, horrible little creatures to me. Y'all may love them, but they're inbred. 
and so they're not very bright and by that they don't take care of their young and so you have to take care of these little idiot kittens yeah well i was never really a cat person either till olivia wanted cats kids changing man but olivia got her two kittens but her working and stuff she pays for them yeah alex pays for her birds and her cat occasionally i'll treat her with stuff but yep. responsibility teach them young that is the thing but what if you're the parent that has no diversity in their life and you never had a pet then you're not going to be very inclined to get your kids pets you know this is all this is all spawned from the conversations that i had with the kids on the other podcast about the unicorn and about how diverse it was painted and we've had a lot of conversations, Joe, about the diversity um, in Highland. And there's not a lot of it. And you grew up here in the Midwest without a lot of diversity. Right. You said you recognized diversity at your first job. Is that what you said? Or what, what did was you one say? Of, that was one of my jobs that I worked at, at in, yes, in St. Louis. And that's when you realized that there were things outside of you different races outside of you that were the same you didn't have a judgment on them right you know because you didn't have negative experiences to stereotype those for you right um however i grew up in an extremely racist part of the country and so i grew up without diversity the town i grew up in um was not integrated even whenever i moved and that was in 89 so I had no diversity at all. I, it was culture shock when I moved to the city. I thought that African Americans were only in Africa and in National Geographic. And I swear to you I did. And it was so amazing and so cool to me. So of course I got as many black friends as I could get. You know, because for me that was, you know, great. I loved it, I celebrated it. But I was viewed as that white guy. You know, that, that white person that, you know, oh, I have a black friend. Because I was super, super um, rigid, conservative. Did you relax? You know, I say kids change you. Did you relax more after you had kids when they had more diverse friends? Because that's what happened to my dad. My dad was very conservative, and I'm conservative conservative but not as much would you say that with your kids exposing you you've relaxed a little bit yeah I can yeah because my dad didn't know what it was going to feel like to have a trans kid until right. uh, you know that you're my first trans friend I mean, see woo, 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 party on and you know what I found out I am Kristen's first exposure to a life coach yep what did you think life coaches were? Did you have any idea? No, I don't think I actually seen one besides you. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't know what other life coaches are like, other than the ones that I that I had. But I'm nothing like them, so I haven't gone to Thank any. God. <laughs> yeah, let's hope that there's no other ones like me. We only need one guru. Yeah, I don't can handle one. I think everybody can only handle one guru, Brando. Yeah. But I think only. A few people can handle regular Joe. That is true. Talk about the few people that um, can handle you. What type of person do you have to be to be your friend? Loyal, trusting. 
Oh, I got that shit nailed. Yep. Well, that's like when we always first talked about, you know, you talk to me, you know, but I wouldn't open up. You know, because I ain't going to tell you. Who the hell are you? I know, right? I ain't going to tell you nothing, you know. And I started talking about family and stuff, and I started talking about the circle of trust. And, what yeah. made you actually trust me enough to talk to me? Just by just how you talk to express yourself, interested in me. Yeah. You know, interested in my family. I love your family. <laughs> I do. And you know what? It, it's because they're genuine. All of y'all are genuine, and that's what draws me, because I have genuine energy, and because I have it, I draw people that have it too. And that's what made you interested in me, right? Right. Was just, I am who I am. Right. And you know, it. I'm sorry, but it's cool to have a trans friend or a gay friend or a black friend or a white friend or whatever. It's cool to have... Somebody who, I just heard a bat. <laughs> I just heard it again. Oh, it's really cool to have a friend that stop it, that's diverse. And so people who say this one statement, who say, I'm colorblind, that's not true. And it takes away the fact that, different, that diversity should be celebrated. You know, because if you say I'm colorblind, you're saying that we're all equal and we're not. We're just not equal, you know, because we have a different skin color or we're a different sex. We're all unique, in other words. Right. Being not equal does not always mean bad. It sometimes can mean that you're celebrating something. Because on somebody's birthday, don't you hold them higher in esteem than everyone else? You say, today's your day, today's your birthday. Right. So I'm, we're celebrating you today, right? Right. So on something like transbility, Visibility Awareness Day. On those days, we say, okay, you know what, trans people, let's make you more visible so we can celebrate your lives. As opposed to the other, the Remembrance, Trans Remembrance Day, where you remember those that are lost. You have things like that for you in your life that you celebrate, like you have your anniversary to your wife, that on that day, it's more important than the day you divorced. <laughs> Not once, but twice. I can't even believe it. <laughs> so, which anniversary do you celebrate? Both. Yeah, see. I get two what, presents in one day. What are what are those dates? What's your anniversary? Oh, don't ask me. I, you're going to put me in the hot seat. Oh, you're there already, yeah, brother. I know. I'm in trouble. At least give me a month. I think it's... Karen, he's dead. I'm dead. There goes... Wow. Okay, I know mine. I'm you just, lost, I don't you get just lost my funding for the week. I my Mario collection, no my rocks. rocket collection, my movie collection. I don't even want to hear it because I've already had a loss too. So <laughs> shut up. Um, mine is November 9th, two thousand two. I'm better than you right now. Here, let me but that's because it. I was a wife for I was the wife for fourteen years. I had to remember that. I'm shit. gonna find out here. Excuse me, people. I got to use the phone. Yeah, you do that, and I'll talk to the people about how inept you are as a yeah, husband. Yeah, because I got to get myself out of the doghouse since you put my ass there. Wow. I am shocked and amazed. This is Joe. But you know what? You can <laughs> I'm just a regular Joe. Right. I'm a dumbass. Yeah, because you know that there's husbands right now totally going, uh-huh, that is me, and I am just as dumb. But I don't know very many people that have married their wives twice. I do know a couple, though, besides you. I really do. 
I think they're weird too, but I love them anyway. Yeah, we spent all that money, and after a month, we spent all that money to the attorneys, and after a month, then we're back together. But you know what? I wonder if we got a re- I wonder if we could have got a refund. No, you can't. Oh. Because it was your idiotic mistake uh, the yeah, first that's... time, which is actually what I wanted to talk about, is what mistakes and choices did we make that now we have to improve upon? That's one for you. I've been Not remembering important shit. Years. Okay, we'll make a priority now. Surprise her one year. Set an alert. That's what I do. I set alerts now. I'm like, technology, be my friend. Set <laughs> alert, November 9th. But the only thing about being Karen's anniversary is we don't get each other anything. Okay, what do y'all do? Normal day stuff. Hmm. You don't want nothing, and I don't want nothing. We just spend our time together. Okay, so I have to talk about that. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. When is it? October 4th. And she didn't tell me the year. Okay, so October 4th is the most recent marriage? I think so. Oh, God. Okay, so that's the one we're going to count. But I'm going to comment on that. The reason you don't remember it is because you don't hold it in high value. You don't even celebrate it. Correct. That's like birthdays, holidays. You know what? If you don't celebrate little life events like that in in a in a I guess scheduled way, you celebrate them another way by just appreciating the day to day, right? Right. So I do have something to say on that. If you want to remember it and you want to celebrate it yearly like that, then you'll put in effort, which you're not. So that means those little things like getting those game chairs and getting the Mario stuff, that's how she celebrates you and appreciates you all year. What do you do for her? What do you get for her all year? Whatever she wants. Uh Uh-uh, you have to define something. I want to know. Her beach-themed stuff for her dining room and kitchen. Okay, so decorative stuff. Decorative stuff. Household stuff. And she's crafty, too. Yes, she is. So she has ceramic stuff and paints and all that, right? Yes. So she's another crafteteer. Yeah, so y'all are equals on that front. So that's what I'm saying. So it's not wrong for you not to celebrate anniversaries and stuff. If that's something that you want to do, it's wrong for you not to. Right. You know, if you want that to be a value of yours, if you want to be like everybody else and play into the commercialism of the anniversary diamond, you see where I'm... And go buy the flowers and it'll be dead in three days. Yeah, yeah. And some people just don't go for that. I like to get written notes. Do you ever write... God, I hope you don't write notes. The first one, our first marriage. Yes. April 23rd of 1999. Dang. Our second marriage was October 4th of 2010. There we go. See, look, I'm out of the doghouse. You are just with the question, and that's all people have to do. If you don't want to be in trouble with yourself or someone else, get a little diversity, ask some questions, and there you go. Get lots of sticky notes. Lots of sticky. I have like 10 sticky note pads. So, do you write her notes? No. Why would I have to write notes. a note when I have a voice so I can tell her? Because sometimes having a note is a way to remember, kind of like a picture. You know, you like memes. Make her a meme. Beth makes meme memes all the time. They're stupid, but I love them. You need to do that. Make Karen some memes. Meme her. Do you have a meme maker? No. 
Oh, download one. It's super easy. Download one, start taking pictures, make her some memes. Make All her right. feel loved. Okay. Aw. Are you really going to do that? No. You're such an ass. <laughs> what have we not covered about diversity? We've covered everything. Well, hopefully it's everything, because you already got me in the doghouse. I'm trying to get myself out. Oh, you're out now. You're just going to have to meme her. Yeah, then you're going to be saying that, then Karen's going to be watching the podcast and going like, hmm. This isn't going to be on yet. This isn't going to be on till later. And I hope that she does, and she goes, you know what? He's right, Joe. Yeah, I know. Probably. <laughs> she never says that. I know she doesn't. Uh, sometimes I she, sometimes look, she does. Mm -mm, I cannot mm -hmm. think of a time. Well, Beth has said I was right before. I'm lying now. She it's has. Like watch back. See, I told you Brando was right. Like, hey, oh say the word S M I L E. Say it. Yeah. Smile. Say it again. Smile. What'd you say? Smile. Smile. You and I are both saying the same word, correct? Maybe. Smile. Smile. Okay. <laughs> Alex says, I'm not saying that. She says, I'm saying small, which is S M A L L. Small. Oh, man, we are not getting in a spelling contest. So, I'm saying small. Small. Right. I just want to know if the podcast listeners hear it. Small. Uh, right. That's small. That's small. My fake teeth. They're pretty, though, right? Mm-hmm. That was um, Dr. Paul, the dentist. What is she saying now? Nothing. Are you checking the time? No. I thought I heard my phone ding. Maybe it was a bat. You need to stop. And sometimes I can't tell when it's a bird and a bat because the bats are so loud. You heard the bat. Yeah, I So heard you know that. it's loud. Yeah. So it's not just my disillusioned mind. Nope. I'm half deaf and I heard that. Speaking of disillusioned mind, Joe, <laughs> do you have anything that you need to discuss with me about disillusion, disillusionment? Can we use the words that I know? What the hell are you talking about? I'm not a smart man like you. I don't use I just, big words. I sound like a damn doctor. I wish I was. <laughs> I don't wish I was. I'm so glad I'm not a doctor. I don't want to be any part of the medical profession. Do you? Would you Would you like that? Would you like to be a paramedic or something? Gynecologist. Of course you would. <laughs> of course you would. Oh, so look, speaking of... Dad was talking about, look, I tell you to look, and I don't really want you to look. That's another weird thing I do. Um, we were talking about doctors and, and being properly named for what they're doing. And he had a, a, oh, God, what did they call him? Now I forget, a urologist whose name was Dr. Wang. Wang? Dr. Wang. So it was his urologist was Dr. Wang. I, I about died. And, like, I want to meet a proctologist named Butts. <laughs> Don't you? Wouldn't that be cool? Hey, it's diversity. We oh, need, I, could, I couldn't go there. We need better friends, Joe. We need friends. You can't go there. So I need the um, listeners to share us with everybody. Why should they share us? What do we offer to them? <clears throat> I'm charming. I don't know what you got. I don't have nothing. I just follow your lead. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> that's so bad. So it's basically the blind leading the blind, right? There you go. So, um. Dumb and dumber. 
Oh, yeah, we are. Wayne and Garth. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, something like that. I can't um, wait until you invite me over and I get to... I always tell you that the door is open. I know, I'm just messing with you. I have friends that I have to actually invite over, even though I say come over anytime. Yeah. And you're sort of one of them. I did tell you from the beginning, you can come visit me anytime. You'll know if I'm in session. But, once again, you don't like to leave the house. It's okay. No, I'll come see you. Yeah, you do when I force you to. No, you didn't force me. <laughs> no, you actually were on me about it today. You were like, hey, we're going to record because some shit's going on. No, I said we're recording today because I've got my days confused. <laughs> and shit's going on. <laughs> and, you know. I wasn't got stuff going on. I just got confused. But that's good. That's the thing. That's why I wanted to do it today because the opportunity presented itself for me. You see, because I would have just put it off and waited. Well, that's what you should have done because I would have been at home playing my Mario Bells. Are we done here? <laughs> we're done. We're good. I guess we're good. Stay tuned, folks. A lot we've, of new stuff coming up. Yeah, we've got really, really cool stuff. Thanks for listening, guys. Like, share, subscribe, do all that stuff. And set your alerts so you'll know when we're posting bonus stuff, right? Right. All right. Thank you. Reach out to sgpathways.com for further information. So I was having a regular conversation with Oliver, and he started to pitch an ad um, for Sacred Groves. Like, he legitimately just was on point. Like, he is a natural salesman. And, and I'll show you that clip, too, and we'll talk about that. But that's going to go in a promo that I'm going to make.